Hi, my name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed, Bed Crime, Crime Stories. Stories, a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. You're fidgeting, I'm fidgeting. My neck has been killing me. Like, I think I slept on it wrong the other day, and I just, like, I can't, I feel like I just can't get it to crack. Like, if I could just get my neck to crack, I'd feel fine. Go to a chiropractor. I don't want to go. So I I feel like once you go, you have to continue to go. No, Mm -mm. no. Mine is amazing. I go only when I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. And so like when I had flown so much for the trip, Mm -hmm. my back was killing me. And like I literally went in and he cracked it and I was like, oh my God. Because I tried to go for like a week and I was trying to stretch it out and Mm -hmm. like, nope. I mean, it also doesn't help that we have like, we have a queen size bed. We really need a king. Yeah. Because both of my dogs like to lay in bed with us. Mm. And my one just like snuggles into me and pushes me off. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. I just. And it also, I the idea of somebody else cracking my neck completely freaks me out. Once you get it done, though, it's going to. Mine, because I'm oh. the same way. Um, I remember when he did it the first time we were talking, I was like, yeah, I was like, and I, I know I need my neck crack, but I don't really like it. And he's like, okay. And he, he, he was just like, right. So tell me more about your pain. I told him he just did it. And I was like, oh, he goes, wasn't that bad. Was it? I'm like, no, but he, he <laughs> the same. to do that every time because I don't like, yes. like the countdown. Don't do the countdown. That's yeah. the worst thing you can do. Just rip my head off. Right. But I'll he say. just Boom. talk and like when he was. He would do it. He would say, they'd be like, um, so, and he would just kind of do that. And I'm like, I know it's coming. Now that I know what you do, <laughs> I know it's coming. See, I was about to say, because you had a really good one, because then he would kind of like, because sometimes I think they tell you because some people get too tense and then they can't mm. actually like adjust you when you're tense. See, if yeah. you tell me you're going to do it, I will tense up. Correct. That's why I'm just like, I go, I, I, I think I've, I've gone to chiropractic, whatever it's called. For like five years, so I'm just mm-hmm. used to it by now. I'm just like I go limp, and then they just and it makes such a difference. And it also helps with headaches too. It does. Mm. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Can get I, adjusted. Yes, get adjusted. You'll you'll thank us later. But I will say anyway. I did have one that was like you have to come monthly, and they were very. But like my new one, like literally the after my first appointment, I asked him and I said, I said how often should I be coming, and he's like. Whenever you're sore. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's what so that's just what I go off of. Nice. Um, so anywho. So yeah, neck hurts. Get adjusted. Okay. Yeah. She won't. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Knowing full well that that's It really I makes... I believe you. Just probably not going to ever do it. Like, because there's just... There's time... I mean, my back still kind of hurts a little bit, but you know. See? Well, I mean, mine's also, I got big boobies, and then I'm always like... And you cannot lie. All right. So, anywho. I'm trying to think where that's from. Well, it's, I like big butts. Ah, okay. I was Uh, like... like, Why is that familiar? Why is that familiar? All right, guys. So, let's go ahead and jump on in. We're going to start with tonight's true crime headlines. Um, So, I am going to start with true crime headlines, and I'm going to first tell you a story that was published in the newark post and yes it's newark because it's delaware not new jersey oh, which okay would be newark and the headline this was posted on october 11th 2021 and the headline reads university of delaware student charged with kidnapping assaulting newark woman 
So a University of Delaware student is behind bars after allegedly strangling a woman to unconsciousness and holding her captive in a Newark apartment for four hours before throwing her down a flight of stairs. (gasps) Incident began around 4 a.m. on October 8th when 20-year-old Brandon Friary... And the victim were to and the victim were together in an apartment uh, in the 100 block of East Main Street, according to Lieutenant Andrew Rubin, a spokesman for the Newark Police Department. Freary and the woman do know each other, but police would not uh, detail the nature of their relationship. So they begin arguing. He starts damaging her belongings, um, and as the argument escalates, he allegedly assaults her sprayed paint in her eyes and threatened to kill her if she called police. He then strangled her to unconsciousness and blocked the exit to the room, preventing her from leaving. After four hours of this, he threw her down a flight of stairs. After that, she was able to flee. Uh, She later called police and was treated at hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. I would be getting a fucking restraining order. Yep. He was arrested, charged with second-degree kidnapping, second-degree assault, strangulation, terroristic threats, third-degree assault, and criminal mischief. He was jailed after failing to post his 38,100 cash bail. So, good fucking riddance. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, All right, so my next true crime headline is from All That's Interesting, and this was published on October 7th, 2001. 2001. That's what I was just like, my brain just... 2021. My brain just... Like, I went... Went back in time by 20 years. Uh, October 7th, 2021. And the headline is, Is the Mystery of the Zodiac Killer Solved? A group of sleuths say they've closed the case. I am totally skeptical. So Mm -hmm. the case breakers, a group of former cops, military intelligence officers, and journalists have identified Gary Francis Post as the Zodiac Killer. So basically, once they had his name, they were able to decode a whole bunch of the ciphers that were sent. Because basically, his name was the key to all the ciphers. Um, But I don't know. Yeah. So you've got to know Gary's full name in order to decipher these anagrams. Um, I don't think there's any way anyone would have figured it out without it. And apparently the composite sketch looks just like him. There's like scar. He has scars on his forehead that perfectly match the pattern of the lines that were on the sketch from the suspect. So there's definitely a, there's definitely evidence that points them in direction that it is him. Mm -hmm. That's the Zodiac. I just, my whole thing is, is like, it's been so long. He's such a mystery. I want to believe that it's him. Mm -hmm. But I think the other thing that really sucks is this dude's fucking dead. Yeah. And it's like, so... There's no way to actually even confirm. Correct. So, I, you know, it's just frustrating. But, I mean, whatever. You know what I, I like um, that pops up on my TikToks also? Hmm. Are the deathbed confessions. Because you yes. want to see if maybe, like, you know, maybe he was, like, one of those people that, like, was waiting this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then maybe he told someone and they were just like, nah, dude. I mean, hey, who knows? I just... I, I feel you on that. It's been too long. And it's like just to go off of like, well, this person looks like this. And mm-hmm. the the thing that does make it the one, the part of it that makes me kind of think like maybe it actually is him is the fact that once you know his full name, you're able to decode the other ciphers. Yeah. So like to me, that's a huge piece of it. But I don't know, like if it's true and they can confirm that it's him, 
I am told. I think it's so cool that we yeah. finally have solved that mystery. But at the same time, like, I'm just, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Show yeah. me the Carfax. For real. Yes. And how do you feel about that, Joe? Because he's always been your, your favorite of all of the stories. Yes. And like you, I want to believe it. But I am also like the X Files. That's what I was just thinking. (laughs) X Files, because it really would it would be really awesome if to finally figure it out. Yeah, because it's been how long now? Mm -hmm. But. Jake Gyllenhaal and Mark Ruffalo are tired, okay? They want to figure out who did it. Legit. This is not a joke, people. But no, I I hope that is the case. I hope that they release some more information as to what else they went on. To really confirm it for people. To really confirm it, not be like... We just guessed a name and it happened to be right. You know, correct. Like, something like it's that. very like Tom Marvolo, Marvolo Riddle is I am Lord Voldemort. Like right. it's a little too convenient. Right. You like backed into <laughs> right. the anagram. You know. Yeah. Yep. I confirm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So those are my headlines. 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 Uh, so I'm gonna turn it over to Nikki for tonight's true. Uh, nope. I did those. We're gonna turn over to Nikki <laughs> for tonight's. Bed crime story. It's not even like eight thirty yet, and it's I'm like, it's not yet. even eight o'clock yet, and I'm like, sleepy time, sleepy Me times. Too. Yay, I had, yeah, I had a rough sleepy time last sleepy night. So last night, I, didn't I woke up. Night. I woke up at three a.m. with horrible indigestion. Thought I was gonna vomit. <gasps> That's the fucking worst. Yeah, I came out and like laid on the couch until well, yeah, it was better with indigestion. It's better when you sit. Yeah. Up mm-hmm. than, oh god, that's so, so gross. All right. So I went to Salem, which you guys knew, mm-hmm. and it was a really cool experience. But I'm kind of curious. What do you know about the Salem Witch Trials? Um, very little. Okay. I do know a little bit about, well, like, I think Sarah Hester was one of the women who was killed in the witch trials. And I don't know why that name is, like, sticking out in my mind. But I know a lot of it had to do with, like, if a woman was just accused by somebody else... And it could be with anything like that person just happens to piss me off. So now I'm going to say, hey, she's a witch. So I'm going to, they, they now kidha- kidnap her from her house and bring her to trial. And it's not like a fair trial. And then don't they try and drown them? And if they drown, they weren't a witch. But if they survive, they are or something like that. I mean, that's one of yeah, the trials. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you know, Jovi? Same? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So when I went to Salem, the very first night we got there, we did a tour, and I think my mind was just kind of blown Mm -hmm. because of the things that I've just, like, assumed happened, or, like, you know, you learn from, like, movies and stuff, Mm -hmm. but, okay, so my sources for today, and I felt very sophisticated and (laughs) fancy, Mm -hmm. because it's history.com, Smithsonian Magazine, History of Massachusetts, and then of course Wikipedia. Of course, of course. Because how could you not have Wikipedia in there? I think we should just lay a blanket statement that says Wikipedia was used. Yes, in always. Episode. Yeah, pretty much. Because Wikipedia had a really good breakdown on every single person that was hung. Um, Dang. Yeah. So I mean, there was uh, nineteen people that were hung, and there was one person that was crushed. But there were also... Yeah, pressing is creepy. Yeah, pressing is very creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that I never knew that that happened until the first night. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, now, I will say, and I don't mean that it's an acceptable amount of people, but I'm shocked it was only 19. Well, t- 
Yeah, 19. And then 20, including the crushing person. 20, but there were several people, there were hundreds of people that were put into jail. Um, and people straight to jail. (laughs) You spent too much on sweaters, (laughs) glasses, (laughs) right to jail. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Right to jail. No, but, um, so there were people that went to jail, Mm -hmm. and then there were people, obviously, because it was the late 1600s, that got sick in jail and passed away. Gotcha. So, I mean, there was people that... Still shocked, though, that it was 19 people only that were put to death, or 20 people that were put to death. That's, I, I think it's such, like, a big part of history that you assume that it was so much more than that. Yeah. But wait till you hear this shit. I want to hear this shit. This shit is... All this shit. with the shit. So, belief in the supernatural and specifically in the devil's practice of giving certain humans, witches, uh, the power to harm others in return for their loyalty had emerged in Europe as early as the 14th century and was widespread in colonial New England. In addition, the harsh realities of life in the rural Puritan community of Salem Village at the time included the after effects of a British war um, with France and the American colonies in uh, 1689, a recent smallpox epidemic. Mm. Doesn't sound familiar. (laughs) Fear... Fears of attacks from um, the neighboring indigenous tribes and a long-standing rivalry with the more affluent community of Salem Town. Amid these simmering uh, tensions, the Salem witch trials would be fueled by residents' suspicions of and resentment towards their neighbors, as well as their fears of outsiders. Mm. Fear of outsiders will get you fucking every time. (laughs) Every fucking time. Mm -hmm. Now, who do you think first started accusing... Do you think it was like men no, it was women. or women? It was but women. how old do you think that these women were? It was teenagers, wasn't it? Try younger. Really? Little kids? Fucking children. Fucking Dang. Children. Fucking children. Fucking children. In January 1692, nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, the daughter and niece of Samuel Paris, minister of Salem Village, began having fits including... Violent contortions, uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. After a local doctor, William uh, Griggs, diagnosed bewitchment, other girls in the community began to exhibit similar symptoms, including Ann Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. So there's going to be a lot of Marys and Sarahs in the story. Yeah, Yeah, those times were chock full of Marys and Sarahs. And Elizabeths. And Elizabeths. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I also thought it was very interesting that um, they had junior after women's names also. They're called a feminine junior. Yeah. I learned, yeah. That. I learned that on Ted Lasso. <laughs> Nine and 11. So in late February, arrest warrants were issued for the Paris Caribbean slave Tatuba, which I will always go back to this one podcast I was listening today. And they were saying that, I guess, during a play, they were saying her name as Tituba. <laughs> oh, I fucking was like Tituba. Uh, but I was like it's bad. Tituba <laughs> along with two other women the homeless beggar Sarah Good and the poor elderly Sarah Osborne whom the girls accused of bewitching them. Sarah Good is who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Not Sarah Hester. That's wrong. Sarah Good is who I was thinking of. So all three women were brought before the local ma- magistrates. Magistrates. Okay. Close. Close. I mean, yeah. yeah. Same gym. Same And interrogate. Uh, we don't have them anymore, so you're fine. Yeah. And they were interrogated for several days starting on March 1st, uh, 1692. 
Osborne claimed innocent as as did good, but Tetuba confessed. The devil came to me and bid me serve him. She described elaborate images of black dogs, red cats, yellow birds, and a black man who wanted her to sign his book. Good for her. She admitted that she signed the book and said that several other witches looking to destroy the Puritans, likely seeking to save herself from certain conviction by acting as an informer. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So all three women were put in jail. So it was interesting because if you... you pled your innocence then you were basically viewed as being guilty but then if you said that you were a witch then like half the time they would just take your shit from you and then you were just on the street mm-hmm. right sanity yeah so it's puritans man we're fucking backwards <laughs> i mean i understand it was like the 1690s but like fuck man good god sorry continue <laughs> um, no i mean it gets better uh, with the seed of par- uh, paranoia planted, a stream of accusations followed for the next few months. Charges against uh, Martha Corey, a lo- uh, loyal member of the church in Salem Village, greatly concerned the community. If she could be a witch, then anyone could. They Anybody. Anybody. Anybody could be a witch. They that. even questioned Sarah Good's four-year-old daughter, Dorothy, and her timid answers were con- uh, strewed as a confession. What? She's fucking four. Oh. That don't matter in Salem Village. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Shit gets crazy in Salem Village. <laughs> that place, let me just say, if you're like a superstitious person. Yeah. Like some of those fucking places, they just give you the heebie-jeebies. It's just like, it's like the worst of people. Mm-hmm. Because again, like getting back to what you kind of started the story with, it's like that fear of outsiders. Yeah. It like, it brings out the absolute ugliest in people. It does. Um, On May 27th, 1692, Governor William Phillips ordered the establishment of Special Order of Oyer to hear and Terminer to decide for Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex counties. The first case brought to the special court was Bridget Bishop, an older woman known for her gossipy habits and promiscuality. So basically, she was a gossipy whore, and they're like, <laughs> she must be a witch. I was like, I'd be fucking dead. Witch. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <sighs> no, me, like, like, legit. legit. Yeah, legit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I fucking gossip all day long, man. I'd be dead. Dead. Uh, but dead. when asked if she committed witchcraft, Bishop responded, I am as innocent as the child unborn. The defense must not have been been convincing because she was found guilty and on June 10th became the first person hanged on what was later called Gallows Hill. Ugh. Which I went to Gallows Hill. They have like, they have a whole like memorial with like everybody was hung there. Like their names and like. That's cool. People leave flowers. Oh, that's. that's Yeah. It's it's really neat. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's sad what Mm -hmm. fucking happened there. Hmm. Um, so five days later, respected minister Cotton Mather, which I was like, what a weird name. Cotton. It's like Cotton Weary from Scream. <gasps> it reminds me of Cotton from freaking <laughs> Dodgeball. No, not Dodgeball. Oh, I'm thinking King of the Hill. Oh. Cotton, his dad is... <laughs> oh. Do you not watch King of the Hill? I never watched King Oh my God. I only know Cotton Weary from Dodgeball and I know... No. no. Cotton Weary is Scream. Yes. And I know Cotton from Dodgeball oh is the gosh. one sports announcer. Yes. On the Ocho. I was like, what a weird name. Mm-hmm. But five days later, respected minister Cotton Mather wrote a letter imploring the court to not allow 
spectral evidence, testimony about dreams and visions, because those were allowed in that time. <laughs> Could okay. you imagine? Yeah. So I had a dream. So I had a dream. That this person was a jerk and a witch. Oh, well, okay. Must be guilty. <laughs> the court largely ignored this request, and five people were sentenced and hanged in July. Five more in August and eight in September. On October 3rd... It's October 3rd. <laughs> Thank you! Sorry. Oh, for Mean Girls. Got it. When I read that earlier, I was like, I'm gonna have to dramatically hold for... <laughs> I'm like, ah, Mean Girls. Got it. <laughs> so on October 3rd, following in his son's footsteps, Inchris... Mather, then president of Harvard, which I didn't know that Harvard was in Massachusetts. It is, yeah. I was like, what? Pak the car, Harvard Yard. Denounced the use of spectral evidence. It were better that 10 suspected witches should escape than one innocent person be condemned. I kind of agree with that. Right? Yeah, rock on. I mean, you've already killed. That's why he's at Harvard, because he's smart. So, Governor uh, Phillips, in response to Mather's plea and his own wife being questioned for witchcraft, prohibited further arrest, released many accused of witches, and dissolved the court order and uh, terminer on October 29th. Phillips re- uh, replaced with the Supreme Court of Judicial, which disallowed the spectral evidence and only condemned three out of 56 defendants. He eventually pardoned all who were in prison on witchcraft charges on May... Um, by May 1693, but the damage had been done. Mm-hmm. 19 people hanged, a 71-year-old man pressed to death, several people died in jail, and nearly 200 people overall had been accused of practicing the devil's magic. And it was one year. Yeah, this all happened in, like, the span of, like, you know, a year. Like, it started in January and it ended by, like, October. So, like, we're talking about 10 months that this all happened. My God. I didn't realize that. I thought it was like a period in I didn't realize it was like 10 months. The Salem witch trials were shorter than COVID-19. <laughs> like. Yeah, for real. Isn't that crazy? Dang. I'm going to go over some of my uh, trial victims that I, I found their stories quite interesting. Yeah. Some people. Let's memorialize the Yeah. Least. There are some people that their their stories um, were were quite interesting yeah um initial accusations um well this is in regards to elizabeth and john proctor which the memorial is it's called proctor's ledge i was gonna say that's the like kind of the most famous yeah of the names right because a lot of the now in salem um a lot of the stuff is named after like the victims right right right. and a lot of the stuff it happened between salem village and then it also happened in i think it's called darwin Mm. which is like kind of on the outskirts it's not as close to the water but it's like it's close but not like right so it's basically like just two separate sections of this one same area yeah so initial accusations were aimed at proctor's third wife elizabeth um when he began to defend her and vocally express his disbelief in the uh, accusers fingers were then pointed to him as well although abigail william uh abigail williams was john proctor's chief accuser he was also named by Mary Wal- uh, Walcott, who stated he tried to choke her and by his uh, formal servant, Mary Warren, in April. Warren told told him that Proctor had beaten her for putting up a prayer bill before f- forcing her to touch the devil's book. Further allegations of an increasingly um, nature followed. Proctor continued to challenge the spectral evidence 
And he basically was just trying to say, like, this this just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, the spectral evidence of it. Um, which led to a petition signed by 32 neighbors in his favor. Okay. The signatures stated that Proctor had um, lived a Christian life in his family and was never ready, um, or sorry, was always ready to help as they stood and needed. Sorry, this is like talk, it's like quoted from the 1600s, so I'm trying to like... Yeah. Trying to... Yeah, very thou thy. Yes. So it's basically Christian life in his family and was ever, like, he basically was always there when people needed him to be there. Right. The Proctors were tried on the 5th of August, uh, found guilty, and then sentenced to death by hanging. While Proctor and his wife were still in jail, the, the sheriff seized all of their household belongings. The cattle were sold cheaply, slaughtered, or shipped to the West Indies. The beer, uh, the beer barrels at their tavern were emptied. Their children were left with no means of support. Proctor was hanged um, on the 19th of August. Elizabeth, who was pregnant at the time, was basically told that she could wait until she had given birth, um, which basically happened after the trial. So then she's basically almost like... She was a widow with a newborn. Yeah. So basically, like, I feel like a lot of... Going through a lot of the different people, it was people who had, like, property Mm -hmm. or things that other people wanted. It was like a coveting thing. Like, we covet your tavern, so you're a witch. Yeah. How convenient. So, uh, George Burroughs was hanged um, at the Proctor's Ledge in present-day Salem, because that's what it's called. Very interesting. I didn't also didn't realize there were so many dudes. Oh, yeah. There were dudes that were accused. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was mostly all women. Mm-mm. Huh. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that, because there's some other things that were... Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, George Burroughs was hanged at Proctor's Ledge on August 19th, 1962. So, he was hanged the same day that um, John Proctor... Not 1962. 16. Oh, 1692. Fuck, I'm dyslexic. I was like, that was late. That was really late. (laughs) They're like, they they kept him on ice until they're like, you know what? Fuck it. It's 1962. Might as well Let's bring him back. Hang him. Um, He was the only minister to have experienced uh, this fate in American history. Although the jury had found no witch's marks on his body... He was nevertheless convicted of witchcraft in a conspiracy with the devil. So what do they consider the witch's mark? Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. I I made sure to include okay. all the things that they tested oh, good, for. Oh, good, good, good. Or so looked for. Check off all the things that we have so we yeah. know yeah, yeah, how yeah, dead yeah. we'd actually be. Guys. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> how yeah. murdered would we be? Uh, while standing on the ladder before the crowd, waiting to be hanged, he successfully recited the Lord's Prayer, something that was generally considered um, by the court to be impossible for a witch to do. After he was killed, Cotton Mather, a minister from Boston, reminded the crowd that atop his horse that Burroughs had been convicted in a court of law and spoke convincingly enough that four more people were executed after him. So John Willard, um, at the time of the first allegations of witchcraft, Willard was serving as a constable in the village of Salem, and his duties included bringing the accused before the court. Soon, however, he began to doubt the truth of the accusations, and in May uh, 1692, he refused to make any more arrests. In retaliation, Ann Putnam Jr. and others accused him of witchcraft and of murdering 13 citizens. Some of his in-laws made accusations. Uh, Benjamin Wilkins would tell the court that Willard had previously beat his wife. Samuel uh, Wilkins testified that he had repeatedly been irritated and afflicted by something in a dark colored coat and that it was John Willard. John Wilkins, mind you how all the names are 
Yeah. Similar. Very much similar. Would blame the death of his wife after they ha- um, having delivered a baby on John Willard. Oh, you know, it's not just the fact that, you know, there's no such thing as medicine. Yeah. Then that would keep her alive. Yeah. Must be witchcraft. Bray, Bray uh, Wilkins would say that he came down with an illness after John Willard had looked him, looked at him with an evil eye. Or it was typhoid, you psycho. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Willard was found guilty of witchcraft on August 5th, uh, uh, 1692. I keep wanting to say 1962. I know. My brain is like, flip, flip. Um, Willard maintained his innocence until the very end. He was also hanged on the August 19th. Hmm. Martha and Giles Corey. Um, the community was surprised to see Martha Corey accused, as she was known um, to be dedicated for her church uh, attendance and had been officially admitted to the Salem Village Church in 1691. She had never shown support for the witch trials since she did not believe in witches and warlocks existed. Sorry. I mean, yeah. She publicly disnou- uh, denounced the witch trials as well as the judges who were involved in the various cases. She was outspoken in her belief that the accusers were lying, and upon hearing this, the two young girls, Anne Putnam Jr. and Mercy Lewis, promptly accused her of witchcraft. These little shits. Right? Don't you have anything better to do? Like, go hop rocks or something on a <laughs> creek or something. Like, yeah. get a hobby. The fact that get grown, a job. The fact that grown-ass people are listening to children. I mean, not saying that you shouldn't listen to your children, but I'm like... Like, this all was set in motion because these kids didn't have a hobby. Like, they were bored, basically. That's what some people speculate. It was, like, almost caused out of boredom. Ugh. Could you imagine? No. She was unaware of the level of paranoia in the village, and when she went to trial, she was simply truthful about her innocence and never doubted she would be um, accused. Like, basically held um, guilty. As the girls testified against her uh, during examination, Martha asked the judge not to believe the rantings of hysterical children and continue to make similar claims throughout the Salem trials, so this combination made it easy for the afflicted girls to create a story accusing Corey. The girls began mimicking her movements as if they were being controlled by her. Mercy Lewis called out, There's a man, he whispered in her ear. John Hawthorne asked Mercy if the man was Satan, then shortly... Uh, Anne Putnam Jr. cried out that Martha Corey had a yellow bird sucking on her hand, which was enough evidence to persuade the jury of her guilt. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I just love how you both went. <sighs> <laughs> By accusing her, the Putnam family established their power in the town and showed that they were willingly attack anyone who openly doubted their motives in authority. She was hanged on September 22nd, 1692. She was 72 years old. This accusation represented a turning point in the Salem witch trials as Corey was a respected member of the church who had a good economical and social standing within the community. After this, accusations escalated across social boundaries and over 100 women were eventually accused of witchcraft. Jeez. And pretty much all stemming from the Putnam family? Like, did it all really kind of come from them? I mean, their their name appears a lot. Her husband, Giles, defended her against the allegations, and in due time, he was also accused of witchcraft himself. He refused to undergo a trial, and was it, um, he was basically, they, instead of going through trial, like, he basically said, you know, I'm not saying yes or no that I am. Mm -hmm. They basically punished him by a slow, a slow crushing death under a pile of rocks. 
So they continue to basically keep adding rocks to him. And they would like, so basically as they were like asking him, like interrogating him, they would add a rock if he wouldn't respond. So the main reason usually cited for his refusal to be tried or to say yay or nay was to keep his estate from being confiscated um, from his heirs. When the sheriff asked how he would plea, he responded only by asking for more weight. So anytime they would ask him, he said more weight. He died on September uh, 19th, 1692, three days before his wife Martha was uh, hanged. Since he had not been convicted, his estate passed in accordance with his last will and testament to those of his children who maintained that he was innocent. So he did not say yes or no so that he... So they would be able to inherit the land. Yeah. Which, thank goodness, they were able to. Yeah. Crazy. Lord. So, you know how you were like, I'm surprised that men... Like, were accused. Right. You know what else was accused? Animals. Yes. Ugh. Animals were accused. Two dogs were killed during the Salem Witch Trials. And this is their story. This is their story. (laughs) This is their story. (laughs) (laughs) And this is is their their story. story. (laughs) Like, it just reminds me of, like, one of those, like, serious podcasts of, like, this this is that dog's story. <laughs> Stay tuned while we tell their story. Okay, their story. <laughs> Animals were also accused of witchcraft themselves and um, executed. The list of accused witches during the Salem witch trials um, includes not only women. <laughs> Sorry, I just made I just made Charlie's dog so upset. She was like, she's like, I know. It's because she's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> So the list of accused witches during the Salem witch trials included not only women, men, and children, but also two dogs. That's awful. In October of 1692, an afflicted girl in Andover accused a neighbor's dog of trying to bewitch her. The villagers shot the dog immediately. Only after its death did the minister, John, uh, sorry, I don't know why I wanted to call him John, Cotton Mather, declare the uh, animal innocent. Mather reasoned that if the dog really was the devil in disguise, it would not be possible to kill it. Since the dog did die, Mather determined it was not bewitched and um, there was therefore innocent. Little late now, buddy. That is upsetting. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Man, wait till they hear about Son of Sam, you know? <laughs> he accused the dog of yeah, telepathically telling him what to do. Yeah. He's the devil. So around the same time, after a, uh, after a dog in Salem Village began behaving strangely, because, you know, there couldn't be any other reason. Why a dog in the 1600s would possibly be acting strange. I would think rabies. Yeah, you would think. You know. But the afflicted girls of the village accused John Bradstreet of Andover of riding and tormenting the dog with his spirit. Although it was considered a victim, the people of uh, Salem Village killed the dog and Bradstreet fled Andover for another colony. Well, I would fucking leave too. You killed my dog. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm out. I don't even think it was his dog. I think it was just a random. Still, you kill that random dog. I'm out. Yeah. So it's awful. I'm crazy. That so, was their story. <laughs> that was their story. Now we're gonna get into the fun stuff. Oh, okay. Yay. This is the witch trial test. Ooh. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, okay okay yeah. here we go. Let's do that. All right all right. Can we like? Do we have to keep score? I mean, you can't. Can I mean, there's only seven tests that you do. Okay. That's okay. I'm going to use on my fingers. Okay. Okay. So. Put a finger down. And- put a finger down if you're a witch. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay. Uh, so, 
Number one was the swimming test. As part of the infamous swimming test, accused witches were dragged to the nearest body of water, stripped of their undergarments, bound, and then tossed in to see if they would sink or float. Since, w- since witches were believed to basically be... I guess, Brilliant? No, they, they, like... I mean, as far as being baptized... Like, that's how they viewed it. Like, they couldn't, like, be in the water. It was thought that the water would reject their body and prevent them from submerging. According to this logic, an innocent person would sink like a stone, but a witch would simply bob on the surface. But then wouldn't that person who's innocent sink and die? The victim typically had a rope tied around their waist so that they could be pulled from the water if they sank. But it wasn't unusual for an accidental drowning to occur. Okay. Well, I'm assuming I'd sink. Because I'm chubby. (laughs) And... I would need my arms and legs to, like, tread water. Well, when you jump in the water, you float up. I, I know. I, like, I kind of oh, float no, you, you up. You kind of do, right? Because yeah. you could do, like, dead man's float. Yeah. I'm putting a finger down. Yeah. I'm I a float. witch. <laughs> Got it. I float. I float. So, prayer test. This is number two. Medieval wisdom held that witches were incapable of speaking uh, scripture out loud. So, accused sorcerers were made to recite um, selections from the Bible, usually the Lord's Prayer, without making mistakes or omissions. I'd be fucked. I I know the Lord's Prayer, so I would. Well, no, I'd be fucked because it's like, it's like if you make one simple, like, mistake. Oh, no, I know it backwards, forwards, So, while it may um, have simply been a sign that the suspected witch was illiterate or nervous, any errors reviewed as proof that the speaker was in a league with the devil. This twisted test of public speaking uh, ability was commonly used as hard evidence in witch trials. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty fluent in the Lord's Prayer. So you'd be, I'd be fine. You'd be good. What about you, Joey? I went to church a lot when I you'd was a good? kid. You'd be good? I know the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. I don't know many, but I know that one. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the Lord's Prayer. I'd be fucked. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm two for two at this point. <laughs> yeah. So three is the touch test. The touch test worked on the idea that victims of sorcery would have a special reaction to physical contact with their evil doer. In cases where a possessed person fell into spells or fits, the suspected witch would be brought into the room and asked to lay a hand on them. A non-reaction signaled innocence, but if the victim came out of their fit, it was seen as proof that the uh, suspect had placed them under a spell. Don't look at me like that. No, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at 19... I'm looking at 1692 like that. So basically, these little children who were fucking bored and didn't have a hobby were causing these fits. So if they brought in the accused witch that they were just saying as a witch, and that witch put their hands on them and they calmed down, then that witch had them under a spell. Yes, So these kids who were faking it, as long as they kept fucking faking it, would now get this person hanged. Yes. You little But I also believe that they started at one point, then they started, um, I don't think it was during the witch trials, but they started blindfolding. Oh. So So then that who was touching them? Yeah, like this happened, I mean, after they realized that that people could just, you know. Well, then that's fair. Yeah. I'm still not putting a finger down because I don't know what would happen if I touched somebody. Yeah. Now, this shit's crazy. This one's crazy. Okay. Four. This is witch cakes. Witch cakes? Witch cakes. Okay. A bizarre form of counter magic, the witch cake was a supernatural dessert used to identify suspected evildoers. In cases of mysterious illness or possession, witch hunters would take a sample of the victim's urine, mix it with rye meal in ashes, and bake it into a cake. The stomach-turning concoction was then fed to a dog, 
the the quote-unquote familiars or animal helpers of witches in the hope that the beast would fall under its spell and reveal the name of the guilty sorcerer. Yeah, I'm not playing this game no more. I'm not not feeding my dog a piss cake. (laughs) (laughs) And then you go, Root was Root. She's a witch. It's fucked up. Yeah, no. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. I wanna... <laughs> uh, five witches marks. Oh yeah, I yeah. want to know. I want to know. I'm looking. Witch hunters had um, had their suspects stripped and publicly examined for signs of unsightly blemishes that witches were said to receive upon making their pact with Satan. Or you lady. I was like, Charlie's like looking down her shirt. I'm waiting. This devil's mark um, could supposedly change shape or color and was believed to be numb and insensitive to pain. So a cancerous mole. Yeah, I'm like, I got got moles. Yeah. You know. Uh, Prosecutors might also search for the the witch's teat, an extra nipple allegedly used um, to suckle the witch's helper animals. I do not have an extra teat. Um... And I mean, I have a lot of moles on me, but could they you don't imagine like color holding shape. your dog and being like, "Suck on my teat"? No, no that'd be weird. Isn't that weird? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have a witch's teat, but I do have skin that I can't feel pain or touch. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'm a witch, guys. So booga booga. In both cases, it was easy for even the most minor physical imperfections to yeah. be labeled as the work of the devil himself. Yeah. Moles, scars, birthmarks, sores, super uh, super numery pipples, nipples, pipples, pipples. <laughs> I'm like, what's a pipple? <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. Ah, I hate oh, when God. I get a pipple. <laughs> Uh, super is it a pimple on your nipple super a super num- numery nipples so i guess like when you get an extra nipple a, yeah chandler yeah. had an extra nipple he, yeah. nipple he called it his nubbin and tattoos which i'd be fucked yeah could all qualify Same. so examiners rarely came up empty-handed in the midst right. of uh witch hunters um desperate villagers would sometimes even burn or cut off any offending marks on their bodies only to have their wounds labeled as proof of the covenant with the devil. Wow. I hate that. So six. That sucks. Oh. Prickering. More- prickering or scratching a test. If witch hunters struggle to find uh, um, obvious evidence of witch marks on a suspect's body, they might resort to the practice of prickering as a meaning of sussing it out. Witch hunting books and instructional <laughs> pamphlets. I want one. Noted that the marks were insensitive to pain and could not bleed. So examiners used spe- uh, like specific designed needles to repeatedly stab and prick at the accuser, um, accused person's flesh until they discovered a spot that produced the desired results. In England and Scotland, the torture was eventually performed by well-paid professional prickers many of whom were actually con men who used dulled needle points to identify fake witches marks is that where you get like the term you're a prick i don't know i feel like a lot of these terms like i feel like are i bet that's where you get you're a prick from you're a prick. Like, that wouldn't be like a good job to yeah have. no yeah 
Along with uh, prickering, the unfortunate suspect might also be subjected to scratch uh, scratching by their supposed uh, supposed victims. This test was based on the notion that possessed people found relief by scratching the person responsible with their fingernails until they drew blood. If their symptoms improved after clawing at the accused's skin, it was seen as a partial evidence of guilt. Wow. So if I can make you bleed, you're guilty. Okay. That's so stupid. Uh, yeah. Okay. Number seven. Number seven. Seven. Incarnations. Also known as charging, this test involved forcing the accused witch to verbally order the devil to let the po- uh, possessed victim come out of their fit or trance. Other people would also um, st- utter the words to act as a control, and judges would then gauge whether the statements had any effect on the victim's conditions. Charges were famously used in the 16th century witch uh, trial of Alice Samuel and her husband and daughter who were accused of bewitching five girls from a wealthy family. During the proceedings, the judge forced the Samuels to demand that the devil release the girls from from their spell by stating, as a witch, so I charge the devil to let mistress um, come out of her fit at this present. When the possessed girls immediately recovered, the Samuels were found guilty and hanged as witches. That's like a good way to be like, I don't fucking like you. You're a witch. That's honestly what all this was. That's all this was. I can almost, I can also almost guarantee it wasn't all the kids. It was the rich parents who were like, so I want that guy's land. Can you go say that his wife is a witch? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, (laughs) fuck, man. Yeah. Crazy. (sighs) So those are the seven trials that they. I mean, yeah, I'd be a witch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be piss cakes, but you know. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, who the fuck comes up with this stuff? That's and that's like my thing is like, who was like, "I know what we'll do. We'll feed that dog some pee. That'll figure this all out. That'll clear this right up." Like I just don't understand. Barley, ash, and urine. (laughs) Delicious. It's just like it's fucking sad for the people that actually got accused and then killed of like. You know, and it's like, I understand why there's all these memorials and things that are built for them because it's like, they were killed for what? Literally no reason. Nothing. Um, So on January 14th, 1697, the general court ordered a day of fasting and soul searching for the tragedy of Salem. Oh, that's nice. In 1702, the court declared the trials unlawful. And in 1711, the colony passed a bill, uh, bill restoring the rights and good names of those actually accused and granted restitution to their heirs. However, it wasn't until 1957, more than 250 years later, that the uh, Massachusetts formally apologized for the events of 1692. Hmm. So, one of the most concentrate uh, studies, oh, sorry, one of the most concrete studies published in science in uh, 1976 by psychologist Linda Carporal blamed the abnormal habits of the accused on a fungus, which could be found in rye, wheat, and other cereal grasses. Basically, toxologists um, say that eating the contaminated foods could lead to muscle spasms, vomiting, mm. disillusions, and ha- uh, hallucinations. 
Also, the fungus thrives in warm and damp climates, not too unlike the swampy meadows in Salem Village, where rye was the staple grain during the spring and summer months. And then it says, when the site of the um, execution was finally confirmed in January 2016, Hmm. so they didn't find where, like... Mm -hmm. The hangings were happening and stuff. Until 2016. Wow. We're talking about, like, 300 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, 300 years later. Fucking insane. Um, By the Gallows Hill Project, um, no family remains were found using the ground-penetrating radar, supporting traditional beliefs that the families of the victims returned at night to recover Mm. their bodies and basically bury them elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Because it was also against the law to bury a witch. Right, because then they would be in, like, consecrated ground in a cemetery, and then that would... Yeah, so that's why there's no... Like, there's you can't go to, like, an actual grave of... Like, they have memorial stones and things like that, but shit's crazy. It's not what you expected, right? No, I, like... No. (laughs) No. And like I said, I think part of it is a bunch of bored children. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then I think the other part is rich mommy and daddy wanting land from somebody else and uh-huh. saying, hey, kids, start spasming because Elizabeth Proctor down the street is a witch. Yeah. Crazy. Ugh. But it's definitely a uh, a cool, cool city if you want to go. Lots of... it's. I, it, I think it was kind of cool to walk around the graveyards and seeing mm-hmm. like the graves from like the 1600s and you're yeah. like... And I mean, they're so old that they're, like, breaking or, like, now they're, like, getting to the point that the city is, like, putting them in, like, basically putting them up in, like, slabs and stuff to, like, help them. Yeah, I'm on Cemetery Talk on TikTok. So I watch these women who go up and down, specifically in the Northeast, because that's obviously the oldest region. And they clean the gravestones from that era. And they tell the stories of the families. I have seen those. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. It's, Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Huh. Wonder what people say about me in three hundred years. Right. That is the the story of the Salem witch trials and there's so much more out there. Yeah. I mean there's That's crazy. Yeah. Well, guy, thank you. Great story. I appreciate it. Thank you for bringing thank you for bringing some education home with you from Salem. I I felt like my best friend's like, she's like, did you want to come to all these places because of like, you're going to do your story? And I was like, well, I mean, they're cool too. Right. I said, really? I just wanted to go to Salem because that's where Hocus Pocus was filmed. <laughs> that was not- you really did go at the perfect time. End of yes. September before the crazy October people get there. It was actually, so. we got to do everything that we wanted to do. It was wonderful. That's awesome. And I saw the Hocus Pocus house. Nice. So. Nice. Very cool. Little old woman owns it. Aw. But funny. yeah, fun trip. Uh, good story well guys i think we're all tired i'm exhausted and it's literally nine o'clock thank you guys so much for listening as always we appreciate every single one of you we love every single one of you uh please find us on socials uh instagram at bed crime stories twitter at bed crime stories we are you can email us bed crime stories pod at gmail.com with story suggestions Mm-hmm. Um, like, review, rate, subscribe, um, tell a friend. I think that's pretty much it. Do all the things that I normally tell you to do, please. But most of all, be kind to one another. Help a stranger. Pay it forward. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams. Bling, blong, bling. Bling, bling, blong, bling. That's our theme music. <laughs>
Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.